Well, hey, friends. Um, here with my friend Darian Colbert again, and um, it was I want to say, but like, how many years ago were we doing the Cohesion podcast? We did a handful of what episodes? How long ago was that? Uh, 2016 and 2017. Okay. Yeah, so that was a while back, and we kind of thought, like, man, we were locked in. You know, we've had good friends, Chris and Steph Wallach. If you're watching, you know, shout out to you guys. But they bought us an on-air sign. So when we were recording our podcast, we could hang that outside the podcast room, you know, so we didn't have interruptions. But that was that was beautiful. I love that they did that. But it was like we were taking that seriously. And then just life changed, you know, and circumstances changed. But um, in recent weeks, we've been talking about just the kind of conversations we have, you know, maybe they'll be helpful to people if they can have like, like pretend they're in the room. Like we're, let's have these conversations and let's record them and see where they go and see if they come might be helpful to people in some way. So that's kind of what we've been thinking um, along those lines. Do you have anything to say about that in general? No, no, no. Dive into this. Yeah, we're, we're going to jump into no, That's okay. a good way to phrase it, kind of set the stage for our conversation. Yeah. So I, recently we were talking about this idea of, I mean, this, an ongoing conversation with us about the idea of being our true selves, you know, and really leaning into and pressing into this idea of like, who, who are we all? Who's our authentic, our most authentic self? And I'm the kind of person who just, I really, for some reason, I really resist buzzwords, like whether a corporate buzzwords or the organizational buzzwords or like the latest words that people are using. So there's words like authentic, organic, true self, you know, authentic self that are getting used a lot lately. And sometimes I get a little resistant to that um, and, and hesitate from using them, hesitate, yeah, to use them because I feel like they're just used so often that they've lost their meaning to a certain extent. But recently I was thinking, you know what, rather than being cynical and negative about things, which I can be sometimes, um, let me like pay attention, like maybe these words are being used a lot because there's a, there's a deep longing, you know, in our culture and our society today for people to really be their true selves. So just in general, kind of what do you, what do you think of when you think of the idea of just being your true self, what comes to mind for you, you know, and some of the, from some of the conversations we've had and just what we've been talking about recently. I think well, just listening to you right now, it, it takes me back to middle school and we call people fake. Oh, yo, you're fake. You're fake. You're fake. Like, and so I think the language has changed, but going back into the 80s, we call people fake. Um, and then when you think about today, young people today, man, they say, keep it 100. Keep it 100. Keep it 100, yeah. right? And that's yeah. what people say now. And I think professional people use words like authentic and genuine and be true to yourself. When I think there's been a narrative all throughout, I really believe, history about the thing. I think just the language is different, right? So in the 80s, yeah. we said being fake. You know, I mean, it's all these different... Uh, things, this, these names that people give it. And now today you hear just keeping it 100. Well, keeping it real, being authentic, being true to yourself and who you really are. So I think the yeah. language has changed, but it's still the most asked question over time. Who yeah. are you? Who yeah. am I? Right. Seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's interesting. I was working with a young person um, and he went to a detention home. And I had the wonderful privilege to walk with him through this process uh, and sit down when they did the intake. Um, so I had to go visit the counselor and talk to him and say, yeah, I'm working with him. And I, I'm talking to him. And uh, he said, you know what they say, brother? I always tell somebody, when they sit in my chair, I do my little intake with them. You know what I say? I say, come out, come out, wherever you are, the real you. Wow. And I remember when he said that to me, that hit me in the gut. Because how many of us do that? Think about it. In environments, right? Come out, come out, wherever you are, the real you. Because I think what I've learned uh, is really it's hard sometimes in certain spaces to be the real me 
You know why? Because I'm not accepted in that space. So they have to, uh, so I have to kind of give off a version of myself to make sure that um, people don't feel uncomfortable, right? And, and, and really, I think before 2020 happened, and even uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd happened, I think there was this um, person that was locked up within me that refused to show up on the scene unless I truly knew I belonged. So when I see my friends from my neighborhood, when I roll up on them, I can be Darian Devin Cobra the first. To some of them, it's D. To some people, it might be my old nickname, which I won't divulge here on this little show. But it's, I can be me, and I know they're going to accept me because I know they love me, and I know they love all of me. But there are certain spaces that I come into where I know that I really, I really can't say that I belong in there. And yeah. the two most basic needs for every human being on the planet is to belong and to be understood. And when we find ourselves in a space where we know we belong and we know that people get us, man, they're going to see the truest version of ourselves in all of its forms. But like, take it to the other side, the opposite end of that. If we find ourselves in spaces and places where we feel like we don't belong and people don't get us and understand, there's some natural emotions that go with that, right? Fear, frustration, you know what I mean? Um, and so you're kind of anxious a little bit. And so those are things. And so this question about who am I, you know what I mean? I think like, who am I is that question that you ask. And I don't think it just stops there. Yeah. I think the who I question, you have to dig deeper. And I'll and I close out with saying this. Um, back in 2017, going into 18, I went through some of the darkest days of my life. And I, they were dark. And I'm a very optimistic person, but I didn't really see a way out. And what I realized in that moment, man, I'm telling you, and I leaned into all of that pain and craziness and devastation. And I realized this, the way out is the way through. And on the other side of that thing was a better version of myself. And so what I realized is some people run from pain. Some people self-sabotage because they don't want to feel pain. What I've learned, and I'm 49 years old, I'll be 50 next year, is this, man. When you can lean into some of the darkest moments of your life, with an open heart and an open mind, you come out a such better version of yourself on the other side of that, man. A more confident person. I believe a wiser person. I believe a more empathetic person. And that's what happened to me. You know, yeah. my world came crumbling down and all that whole day, it just came crumbling down and out of the ashes emerged this person who's more confident, who's more empathetic, who's more caring. And now I have some more connecting points. <clears throat> And so we think about being authentic and more genuine. My uh, more authentic and more genuine came out of devastation and pain, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I have to say about, you know. No, I, I mean, I just, no, I think that's like, and the cool thing is that hearing you say that, I've watched that, you know, I've just watched that play out in you. So it's not just words, you know, for people who are, are watching, like the words, you, those aren't just words that you're saying. I've watched you become more empathetic and more confident and more yourself, you know? And I, and I thought that the version of you when I first met you 21 years ago, 20, 22 years ago, year. 22 years ago was, right. was awesome, you know, and, and that was who we were then. But like to see you just kind of grow through that, those dark moments, you know, and I, I remember saying to you right when you were in the beginning stages of coming out of that, I could, I could just tell something just different in your voice and just the way you were communicating. I was like, whoa, something happened. You know, something happened, something happened to you or in you or, or through you, you know, um, during that time. Well, I was thinking about this, like, you know, we're, we, both of us can look back over, you know, the last couple of decades and 
think about environments we were in, situations we were in, that we were kind of allowed ourselves to not really be our full selves, our true mm -hmm. selves. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, that could be a lot of people. You know, there could be a couple of people watching this or listening to this like, man, I'm really struggling with like, letting my true self emerge. But they're kind of in that place that we were, we, we could refer back to at different moments of our lives uh, where we let an environment or we allowed circumstances, situations, people to kind of squeeze us into a mold. Mm -hmm. Speak to people or someone who might be in that situation from your experience having done that or been in that situation. Like, what do you do? Like, where, where do you start if that's where you find yourself? I, I think you got to honor yourself. You got to honor yourself. I, I have this quote, you yourself more than anyone else deserves your love and respect. And so you got to put that work into you. And I think you have to identify what your values are surrounding who you really are. And, and, and once you identify your values and the kind of the little like boundaries, I think you have to honor them. That might mean you might need to look for another job. That mean you might need to cut off some friends. That might mean you might have to end a relationship or some relationships, you know what I mean? Because when you have to put that work into your own self first. And what I, what I can say about environments is what environments can do to you, because I was in an environment where I felt like, no, I'm me. I'm Darren Devin Cobra the first. I'm good. But what I realized is it has such an impact on me because that environment didn't accept me for who I was. I felt like in some sense they were trying to squeeze the black out of me. They were always mm -hmm. examining, um, I would say, my body language and, and how I presented myself and saying, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And it was, I almost kind of felt like I always had to prove I was a professional. You know, and that was an environment that, that, that I actually, I did kind of thrive in that environment, but it actually begins to contaminate you and it actually begins to do something to you. And I just recently had to unpack that. I'm unpacking, like, they're, they're, so I'm learning and growing. So I had to go back and revisit some things because I had a trigger, something happened. I'm like, wow, why, why did I respond like that? Why did I have that emotion? So now I'm doing the work to say, where did that come from? And I trace it back to, aha. I wasn't accepted in that environment. They kept trying to squeeze the black out of me. And anytime I get around, if I hear a language or, or someone says something, it takes me right back, boom, into that space mm. I was in. I'm like, whoa. And I had a knee-jerk reaction. And I had to own it. It's yeah. fine. You know, because that's, but I have to put the work in to make sure that, hey, I'm going to put some work into myself to make sure I don't respond like that again. And so my whole encouragement is put the work into yourself. So then once you recognize your value system and your boundaries, then you have to start honoring them. And like I said, mm. you might have to make some tough, tough decisions, but it's worth yeah. it for you in the long yeah. run. Yeah. On a recent level, I can speak to that, you know, for me is, you know, we, we moved to North Carolina in 05. I always get that wrong. I think it was 05. And then mm -hmm. two and a half, no, three and a half years ago, we moved to New York City, lived there for two years. And the last six months that we were living in New York City, and you know this, just those experiences I was having where that environment, you know, just was not conducive to how I'm wired as a person. And it took me a year and a half of living there, mm -hmm. standing on the platform, getting ready to take the subway from Brooklyn into Midtown Manhattan to go to work and having a panic attack. And my body was just like, I'd never experienced a panic attack before, but when I had that one, I was like, oh, this is what people mean when they talk about panic attack because I was like this close to checking myself into the emergency room. And what it was was my body telling me, hey, this, this isn't working for you. This, this pace of life, you know, it's just not working for you, you know? And, and I had, like you said, you have to make some draft. I had to honor myself, pull back and say, what are my boundaries? And say, what is an environment that works, you know, well for me? 
and, and, and honor my body, honor, honor what my body was trying to tell me and say, Hey, we've got to make a change, you know? And, and we did It's a hard decision. I still regret it in, in certain ways at times because you're like, Oh, there's things I love about that environment that I was in, but it didn't allow me. It didn't, it wasn't at that moment, the time and place for me to really thrive and be my true self. So now there's this kind of like, okay, shift, get in an environment, get in a space where you take those deep breaths that you need to take, you know, take walks and breathe there and just, create space for yourself. So that speaks to me. What you just said to me speaks to me like, wow, that's what I did. And, and you helped me walk through that, you know, so I'm thankful for that. Um, what? Um, and I want to it's also yeah. important. I also want to say it's also important who you hang around with. You got to be careful who you hang around with because looking at Bill during that time, uh, uh, people would have said he is more successful than he's ever been based on a lot of different factors. Mm. Well, you and I look at success differently. Yeah. Right. So we ask ourselves that question. What is the difference between success yeah. and significance? Yeah. Right. And remember, remember, we did that. Uh, remember, we did that in Raleigh, North Carolina at Athens Drive High School. Remember, we asked the yeah, kids, yeah. what's the difference between success and significance? Now, I'll never forget 300 kids in that first assembly. And that one kid right directly in the middle raised his hand. And he said, uh, success will get you money. Significance will get you remembered. Mm. You know, and I'm telling you right now, I think within every human being, or I can't really speak, I think pretty much for most humans, I believe there is something within us that desires to lead a significant life, which is attached to you being you. Mm. Because no one else can be you. If you can even think about this, I say to people all the time, your superpower that you possess that no one else has, because a superpower is simply something that no one else has. The superpower that you possess as a human being is to be you because no one else can be you. And I think yeah. sometimes we spend so much time trying to be someone else and we really rob ourselves of an experience in a moment, but we also rob the world of being the real you. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I think anyway, now you got me stirred up and fired up because during that time, <laughs> people, if you didn't have the right people around you, sharing your wife, me as a friend and other people, your sister and other people to help you process it and say, hey, no, dude, no. Like you had really good people. That's why it's so important who you hang around with. Because I like to mm -hmm. say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are your average five. The five people you spend the most time with greatly influence your decision and your choices. So it's important that you have people around you that truly care about you, not a version you, a fake version of you, but the real yeah. you. Yeah. No, and I even worked for some of my, my boss at the time was amazing in response to like, hey, go do what you have to do to be healthy for you. You know, and I, I, that was the first time I was in a work environment with someone like, well, really, I have that permission, you know, and, and so that's important, you know, to be to surround yourself, whether it's your place of employment or family or friends that are supportive of those moments where you're, you're pushing through that tension of like, what works for me, you know, because what society says should work for people, especially who are on like a success track, Come on. That's, that's, there's no cookie cutter for that. You know, you have to be you on that journey. So as we wrap up, like, yeah, talk, talk about that. Like, you know, recently you mentioned something that I, that I hope you say, if I remember what it was, I'll remember, I'll remind you if you don't, but just, we've talked about how we're on this journey, like to just keep pushing forward to be truly being our true selves. Like, what does that look like for you as far as like, where does that go? What's the end game for that? How do, gotcha. what, what's the trajectory for that? You know, yeah. for you? And so um, Camilla Green is a lady who I greatly respect from the Lehigh Valley. And she said something uh, uh, that moved me. 
And I'm telling you, I was moved emotionally because she's a, she's a black woman I respect greatly. Uh, and she said, I am on a liberation journey. Mm. And she said, I myself have not arrived. And, and she's brilliant. And when she said that, I'm like, wow. I couldn't put language to this journey that I'm on, but that's it. I'm on a liberation journey. And I got to tell you a story. It's a true story, but I went, and so I work with young people. So I went to Northampton County Juvenile Detention to visit a, a young person I was working with. And during that time in my life, man, um, I was all jacked up. Life was happening to me. And I was all jacked up. I had young kids. They were navigating being teenagers. And I was just, and I, I was really struggling with all that was happening with me, parenting and all the, all the uh, stresses that come with that. But yet I'm still visiting kids and working with young people. And I went to this detention center and um, he came walking down the hall and they, they have to walk a certain way. He had his hands behind his back. Uh, he's walking and he said, hey, how you doing? And when I saw him, I saw this liberation and freedom on him that I've never seen on him. Now, I've known this young man for quite some time. And so what they do is they sit him down in front of me and they draw this line and say, you can't cross this line. And I sit there um, and, um, and as I'm sitting there, I look at him and he just looks so liberated and so free. And I, I said, the first thing I said to him, I said, I said, wow, you look free. And he said, I'm, I feel free than I've ever been in my entire mm. life. And yet he's incarcerated. Wow. And as he was saying that, I had to stop myself from bawling. Because wow. I interact with him, I engage him, I leave, and I'm telling you, I got out the steps and I began to start bawling. Tears were just streaming down my face, coming out, popping out my face. Because what he didn't know was, I was in prison in here. Mm. I was beating myself up. And I was in a prison in here. So even though I wasn't physically locked up, I was in bondage, I was in a prison. He's physically locked up, but was free and freer than wow. he's ever been before. So you're probably thinking, why am I telling you this story? Because liberation, I believe, is the key. We all want to be liberated. And I think your liberation comes from honoring the truest version of yourself and walking that thing out. None of us are going to arrive here on this planet. But man, I'm on my way. Hopefully you're on your way. And part of that is learning and growing. And I always say, if you stop learning and growing, and you stop being human. You got to start learning and growing. I mean, and so that's for me. I, so I always want to continue to learn and grow on this liberation journey. And I'm on this journey to be the most authentic version of myself so I can truly honor me. And when I honor the truest version of myself, I'm honoring my wife, my kids, my grandkids, my friends. I'm truly honoring them. But more importantly, when I look at all the black people, that, that gave up their lives and some of the privileges that I have today, I also honor them. And so for me, it's super important. And I'm gonna close out with putting a pitch in because I know we're close to November 3rd, right? Yeah. And so for me, voting is important because some of my ancestors died so that I could vote. Some of them were brutalized going to vote. And so it's so important for me to honor the truest version of myself. I need to get out and vote. I need to honor that. And so I'll close out with simply saying that um, and that's kind of all I have to say about this becoming, right, yeah. is liberation. Yeah. It's being no, I'm, I'm, You know, I'm so, so much to what you just said that we could keep talking about, but I, you know, I think we will wrap up. The one thing that I'll add is, like, this may be just me. I don't know if this is it's, it just applies to me. You can give me your, your quick feedback on it. But I'm the kind of person, like, when, I, when I'm trying to work towards something, I, I get, like, I white-knuckle it. I, I grab, like, I'm holding on tight, my muscles and the tension and my sides and my back and tight. My, I'll catch myself like, 
wow, I'm just the handle on my chair. It's like, well, I'm, why am I holding that so tight? You know? And, and that's when I'm like working hard when I'm working hard towards something. And, and sometimes this idea of being on a journey toward being your true self, I can get in the mode of like, I've got to work toward that. I'm going to, I got to get, I got to grip it tight and just keep, you know, pushing it in that direction. And as you're talking, I'm thinking a liberation journey says, no, let, let go. Hey, you open up your hands. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like loosen the grip and let go because that's when you like, that's when you can just kind of fall into your true self. Cause you're, you're that, that true self is there all along. It's yeah. the ego and that, all that kind of false self stuff that makes you feel like I've got to work toward being this, I got to get to this destination or get on this journey toward being my true self and just let go. Just let go. That's right. And that's, and that's powerful, right? Pow letting go is powerful. It's, 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 it's risky, but it's powerful. And that's what I've learned, man. And, you know, have I gotten the, the short end of the stick by simply being me sometimes? Absolutely. Have I gotten in trouble by being me? Absolutely. Have I got written up? <laughs> have I got, you know, seriously, be no, because really the reality reality is uh, systems in our country today have an issue with people of color. So like, like me being my authentic self sometimes has got me in trouble, has got you know, and that's just the reality. But you, you know what? That's all been a part of my journey. And the, those things have taught me, I've learned from them and I grew from them into this person I am now. And I'm not done. You know what I mean? That's what makes it so amazing is to continue yeah. to learn and grow and having conversations with you. Now, come on now. We always have tough conversations, right? We yeah. lean into those crazy conversation we have to talk about when things start unfolding in our country we have to have some really tough conversations from the other side of that I mean, we either find ourselves crying or sitting in a deep thought moment and say i'm gonna have to process that i'll get back mm -hmm. to you in 24 hours 48 yeah. hours or maybe next week and that's the cool thing about yeah. friendships right? right yeah and so anyway like i like it is letting go but that's risky and i always say trust is risky business so be careful who you let go with let go but make sure you have uh, um people around you that mm -hmm. are safe because yeah. letting go in a safe environment will empower you. Letting go in yeah. an environment where, where, where you feel like you don't belong is dangerous. Yeah. So in letting well, go, God. No, no, no. The, well, and that people around you speaks to the theme of these kind of conversations kind of fall under that umbrella of, you know, the best version of me is, you know, of me is we. You know, the That's best right. version of me is we. And we is greater than me, you know, is, right. is kind of this theme that we've lived with. So... Um, that's kind of going to be the theme if, as we continue these conversations and maybe invite some other people to come in and, and talk with us, you know, at times that's going to be the theme because we, these things that we want to, uh, grow into, you don't do alone, you know, that doesn't ever happen alone. So I know that's right. thanks again to you for being on this journey with me. And it's an honor for me to join you in your liberation journey as well. So until next that's time. That's right. Peace. All right.